When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Grr, good dog. That's some bad hat hair. It's a cool dog. Get any of that? Not a doctor. Bye, have a beautiful from you, love. Clarm, now we're out. Clarm, now we're out. Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we aren't reviewing a season of television. In fact, <laughs> we're doing something completely different. Uh, over the last couple of months, we've been doing a little sort of bonus set of uh, podcasts, we set have. of episodes called our Quarren TV Guide, all mm-hmm. about recommendations for what to watch while we're in isolation or quarantine during, obviously, this big event going on around the world. Mm-hmm. We did four episodes, went over 48 individual TV shows that we recommended for our viewers. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you have been blessed by that now. <laughs> and now that's done, mm-hmm. we asked you guys, our listeners, hey, do you have recommendations for us or for everybody else listening? We asked you guys to submit those as audio files and guess what? You came through Woo-hoo! and we're here today to go through that. So this is a bonus Quarantine TV Guide episode all about your recommendations. Should we get straight into it? Yes, please. All right. This first one comes from Paul, friend of the podcast, Paul Mitzi of the Swapcast podcast. Hey, Brad and Damask. It's Paul here from the Swapcast podcast. I'm going to recommend what I think is a perfect quarantine watch which is the Onion original series, Sex House, which you can watch completely for free on YouTube right now. It consists of 10 7 to 8 minute episodes. The full runtime of the season is 69 minutes, which is very appropriate. Now, this show is a parody of Big Brother, or else it starts that way. It's about a whole bunch of people that are put into a house and the producers of the show force them into having sex with each other, essentially. The show quickly goes off the rail and enters a completely different genre than what you'd expect and a genre that's very appropriate for these times of isolation. I think people will very much appreciate and relate to where this show goes it's completely silly but very smart silly humor if that makes sense hilarious distressing at times and something I feel like people completely slept on this show is hilarious and nobody's heard of it so you can watch it for free on YouTube go do it now Sex House Season 1. When Paul says no one's heard of this, that includes me. Yeah, I've, I'd never heard of it. Never heard of Sex House before. I love that it's Terrace House meets Too Hot to Handle, apparently. Yes, um, yes. Which sounds right up my alley. Um, I like how short it is, 69 minutes. Mwah, beautiful. <laughs> 
I'm legitimately going to watch that. Have you watched, like, obviously The Onion, I've seen a lot of, I see their tweets more than mm. anything. I've read a few of their articles mm-hmm. when they come out and stuff like that. Have you watched any of the video content at all? Yes, there used to be a movie review guy yes. who was amazing. He's amazing. He's, he's like, still going. Right? I, I think it's pretty sporadic when it comes out, okay. but he's incredible. But I've really, really <laughs> enjoyed his kind of exasperated um, reviewing of movies. Um, they did a podcast series that was kind of like serial as well, mm. which I tried to listen to, but I never Didn't quite got into you? that. It wasn't quite there. It was a, It was no American Vandal. No, exactly right. Mm. And that's what the vibe I'm getting from the way Paul is describing mm-hmm. uh, Sex House as well. It's in that sort of <laughs> I just really enjoy the title. Like the title <laughs> makes me laugh. Yeah, Definitely check out Sex House. We can find that on YouTube. Thank you, Paul, for your recommendation. And it's free. It's free, even Gorgeous. better. Uh, next, we have Jason. Hey, this is Jason from Melbourne. Um, I trust y'all have watched Jane the Virgin, but if you haven't yet, why, 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 what are you doing? Uh, This show is absolutely just warmth and hope epitomized. Like, I can't imagine a better thing to watch during a time like this when we really need something to make us feel good. Uh, Back when I watched the show week to week, I used to get genuinely excited for a new episode because I just knew it was going to make me feel good. Um, Gina Rodriguez as Jane is just incredible. Her face is more exciting expressive than any actor I've ever watched. She's one of the all-time great screen criers. Any one of her million expressions is either going to completely brighten your day or just make you break down crying. She's really that good. And the whole show just has heart coming out of its ass. Like, even with all the crazy telenovela elements that drive the plot, the show is kind of designed to replicate and poke fun at them. Like, everything is always centered and grounded in the emotional lives of Jane and her mother and abuela, which is grandmother in Spanish. Um, the plots are usually totally insane, which actually just makes the show more fun. But every single, every single crazy twist is played just believably and realistically. Jane reacts and feels like a real person, and she makes you feel everything along with her. Like you root for her, even when you disagree with her, or even dis- dislike her. Um, I'm not even getting into other things. Like there's the incredible, hilarious, omniscient narrator. Um, and then there's one character in particular, for me, is probably one of my all-time favorites. Starts the series a seemingly one-note villain and then receives one of the all-time great character growth arcs, in my opinion. Uh, show is pretty good. It's, I mean, it's five seasons, 100 episodes. There's not really any real dud seasons or episodes. The quality is strong and consistent all the way to the end, which they totally land. Um, and they probably lean into the telenovela plot elements that maybe a bit too heavily in the first season, but over time, they tip the balance more toward the family drama, which I guarantee you'd be so invested in. Trust me, you will love this show. Thank you, Jason, and thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I love your suggestion for Jane the Virgin. Have you watched Jane the Virgin? I watched the first few episodes of Jane the Virgin, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. Sure, okay. <laughs> so I think, like, its sensibility and sense of humour was very silly and fun, um, but I just felt like I I didn't get the joke. I, like, I got a sense that it was kind of riffing or making fun of, I guess, telenovelas, which I – we don't really have here. I haven't really watched. Um, it uh, – yeah, I, I just don't think I found it very funny. But in saying that, I have heard that a lot of people really like it. Um, so it might be one of those things where it just takes a while for you to really get into. I mean, I hated Community mm. the first few times I tried to watch season one. So I'm not going to discount it. It's not the top of my list to watch. Um, but I am very happy to give it another whirl. 
it's an interesting one because it's one of those shows that I'm aware of. It's like it mm. was. I think it was hard to not know this show existed, but I haven't watched a single frame of it. I don't mm. think outside of maybe promos and stuff that I've mm-hmm. seen here and there. However, the way that Jason described it definitely seems like it'd be up our alley. Like mm. we talk often about shows that are character driven yeah. and like I love the, the heart- villain arc as well and wear the heart on their sleeve. Mm. And there's a lot about what was what do you said say? There. Heart coming out its ass. Heart was, coming out its ass. Yeah, which, which I is really enjoyed. <laughs> I mean, you sold me on that. Yeah. That's exactly what we need to be. And like, I'm not. I'm just looking through the the Wikipedia page, and I got the feeling it was one of those shows that had some like awards acclaim and stuff mm, like that. I think when maybe... it first came out, it was very exciting. Yeah, um, and I think Gina Rodriguez. I feel like she won something, but maybe she was just nominated or on what, a bunch of those round tables that were happening. Certainly, she's been celebrated a lot for this yeah. show. And you're right, Jason. It's definitely a hole in my uh, viewing history, so I should get to that next. Mm-hmm. Jarrett from the Sinister Sissies podcast, a Ooh. Lip Media alumni. Love it. Buckle up, Sodomites. This is Jared from the Sinister Sissies podcast, your guide to gay true crime, homoerotic horror, and everything man-on-man and macabre. My recommendation for a TV show to watch in isolation is Strange Angel. It ran for two seasons from June of 2018 until November last year. I believe it's still available on 10 All Access. Set in the 1940s, Strange Angel tells the real-life story of Jack Parsons, pioneering rocket engineer and follower of occultist Aleister Crowley and his spiritual philosophy Thelema. The show depicts Jack's conversion to the occult, his backyard rocket experiments, and his somewhat reluctant collaboration with the US government. It showcases the Lima as a religion which predecessed the hippie movement, praising principles of free expression and free love. It's a great watch in isolation because you can smash through it really quickly because it's only two seasons. Plus, it provides some inspiration for some at-home projects, whether it's performing the evocation of Babylon or cooking up some of your own chemical explosives. I highly recommend it. Are you aware of this show? I have never heard of this before in my life. It sounds amazing. Yes. Right up my alley. I love a bit of an occult thing happening. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not too scary because I'm a weakling. Um, but no, I hadn't heard of it at all. I love that it's available on 10 All Access. <laughs> so for our international listeners, that's like a public broadcaster that only shows like shitty American reality shows and awful homegrown um, stuff. But um, – I'm pretty intrigued by that one. Yeah, it's interesting, particularly because it is a based on a like it's a real person, a biography, um, mm. like telling to some degree. Although the way it's described, it's hard to believe that all of this can be, yeah, like not embellished at least to some degree. But certainly, if it's based on a real figure in history mm. and the setting of it, in terms of it was the 1940s, I think they were talking about as well, mm. like. There's a lot to dig into here. That sounds really, really cool. So and I've, something I need to at least try. It's only 17 episodes I can see. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a hard watch there at all. Because I've always been, like, fascinated by, like, Alistair Crowley and all the people that associated with him throughout his lifetime. It's mm-hmm. always interesting. It's, like, the most fabulous and terrifying IMDb page you'll ever <laughs> look at. Um yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty in on that one, I think. And also, I just loved the beginning of his... <laughs> I mean, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was a great, great pitch for the Sinister Sissies it as was. well. Just like, well done. Well Mad done. respect for that. Excellent work, Jared. All right, next we have Kyle from the Gays Are Revolting podcast. Another Lip Media alumni. Hello, my name's Kyle and I'm from the Gays Are Revolting podcast. Uh, my recommended quarantine show is Killing Eve. 
It's a show created by talented Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who wrote and produced the series, uh, which was based on novels by Luke Jennings. If you haven't gotten into it yet, you are missing out. It's my absolute favorite show, and I can't get enough. Like, everyone who I've spoken to about it is absolutely obsessed. I would describe the genre as like a drama, dark comedy, spy fiction thriller, all wrapped into one, and it does not disappoint. (laughs) Can't stress that enough. Um, Sandra Oh plays Eve Pulaski, who's an MI5 British intelligence officer. Um, she's tasked with finding and stopping a truly psychopathic serial killer assassin named Villanelle, who is extremely entertaining to watch. Like, she's... Oh my god, she makes the whole show. It's so good. Uh, so Jodie, uh, Jodie Comer, uh, plays Villanelle, the assassin, who grows to have a really, like, deep obsession for Eve. And she even, like, finds, like... Once she finds out Eve's hunting her down, she starts, like, leaving her, like, little gifts and all this, like, kind of twisted stuff, um, through the show. And then, um, they kind of both become obsessed with each other while entering this super intense game of cat and mouse. Jodie Comer's acting throughout the show is, like, incredible. Like, her accents from, because she changes personas and personalities all the time. Like, I think she even, um, she got the primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a drama series for a performance. So, yeah, she's the absolute star of the show. Um, season one um, is streaming on Stan now. I don't know where you can watch season two, but season three has just come out now and it's um, airing week to week on ABC iView if you want to watch that. Um, I think each season's like seven or eight episodes and they're about hour long episodes. But once you watch it, you'll absolutely want to binge it all because it's really addictive. I think it's a really good show to watch in um, isolation because there are like three seasons now and it's really fun and exciting. So (laughs) stuff that we're not really experiencing at the moment, but um, particularly good to watch in isolation, I think, because it's a BBC show and it's filmed all across Europe. So it's you see some like beautiful scenery and like they travel to all different countries in Europe. And yeah, really good. So if you haven't gotten into it, absolutely get into it because I have not spoken to anyone who does not love this show. Uh, yeah, so that's my input. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Now, the gays are revolting. If you guys haven't listened to it, I highly recommend. Um, I listen to it every week. It is a dissection of social and cultural issues relevant to queer men. That's what they say. But as a queer lady, I love it. And I think everyone will get a kick out of it. Poor Kyle didn't realise that we've already discussed and recommended <laughs> Killing Eve as part of our uh, 48 recommendations. So it's like, what else can you say, really? I mean, we have said it all. We've, we will be doing season three we soon will in be. the upcoming week. So look Look forward to that deep dive discussion. Definitely. And just on top of that, he wasn't sure where you can find season two. As of June 1st, Killing Eve will be on Stan. In Australia. Uh, season two will be on Stan in Australia. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you where it is around the rest of the world right now. Google. Uh, Google that, but it's definitely going to be on Stan come June 1st. That's season two. And season three is on SBS on demand or is it ABC? I think it's SBS. Who knows? Google people. One of those. I'm not your mum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, next, we have a recommendation from listener Emily. Hi, Broad, Damask, and the rest of the hunting seasons community. This is Emily from Kentucky, and I'm recommending Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It has finished its four-season run, so there are 62 one-hour episodes for you to watch, and it'll take you about 44 and a half hours. In America, you can watch it on Netflix, and in the UK and Australia, maybe you can also watch it on Netflix. Who knows? The show centers around Rebecca, who's played by Rachel Bloom. There's some romance, some love triangle stuff, but also there are a lot of great plots about friendship and navigating life in your 30s. That kind of makes it sound boring, but oh boy, it is not. It's a musical comedy made by true musical comedy nerds. Sometimes the characters just have to sing because their emotions are too big for real life. And the songs, man, the songs, they are sometimes meta, they're usually hilarious, and they are always earworms. If you want a taste from the pilot episode, check out the Sexy Getting Ready song on YouTube. It gives you a really good idea of the show's wit and feminism. The character development in the show is fantastic. Rebecca and the other characters change substantially throughout the seasons. They said from the beginning that they envisioned it as four seasons, and it's clear that they had most of her arc in mind from day one. Sometimes you won't like her. Sometimes you'll think, whoa, that is a boneheaded move, Rebecca. I'm not on board with you. But later you'll find out what that was leading toward. Uh, Because it's a comedy about an average girl who happens to have some mental illness, it's got some really high highs and some surprisingly, affectingly low lows. It is a great ride, though, and it really sticks the landing. Plus, it gets an A-plus for bisexual representations. Woohoo! Thank you, Emily from Kentucky. Thank you, Emily. That was awesome. And joining you in this recommendation of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is Kyron Morrison from the Dialogue Options podcast. Greetings, Hunting Seasons listeners. I'm Kyron Morrison from the Dialogue Options Podcast, and I'm here with a Quarren TV recommendation for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a musical-slash-comedy of a romantic, dramatic, black, and cringe varieties that runs for a total of 62 episodes across four seasons, all of which can currently be streamed on Netflix in Australia. It stars Rachel Bloom as Rebecca Bunch, who impulsively gives up her comfortable and successful position at a New York law firm to pursue love and happiness in West Covina, California. Totally unrelated to this is the fact that her boyfriend from her teenage years at summer camp, Josh Chan, just so happens to have moved there himself. If you've got a soft spot for musicals, then this is definitely a show I'd recommend to you. Rachel Bloom herself already amassing, having amassed a following on her YouTube channel, Rachel Does Stuff, where she uploaded a lot of comedy music previously, and now also on top of that, basically every song from the show, as well as that's all on Spotify as well. So if you like the music, you've got places to go check it out for sure. If you are after a hook, though, the show is also highly praised for how it tackles several themes, but I would say particularly how it approaches mental illness and treatment across its cast of characters. This show scored some pretty bad ratings and somehow got to four seasons. I'm going to assume it's because of the rave reviews. Uh, so any more sets of eyes we can get on it is definitely a win. Thank you, Kyron, Thank as you, well. Kyron. Um, have you watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yes. I have. I have watched, um, I think, two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. So I watched 
the first season when it came out and I was like, this show is the tits. Um, then I watched season two. I fell off a little bit just in the gaps between seasons. Sure. But what I have watched, I really enjoyed. I thought the depiction of uh, mental health issues was, while really affecting and felt very real, there is a sense, such a sense of fun about the show that it doesn't feel like a burden to watch. It's actually quite cathartic Mm. to see it. Um, And the journey that um, Rebecca goes on is intense and funny and great. And so I I would recommend it as well. I haven't finished it yet, but only because I wanted to rewatch it from the start again. So that because I have heard like it ends really well and she goes through so much stuff as do the people around her. I just wanted to like have a lot of fun with it and just, yeah, smash it out in one go. I don't want to promise anything, but Mm. it does seem like a lot of people who listen to the podcast would like us to do Crazy (laughs) Ex-Girlfriend. So maybe that'd be a good way Mm. to do it because I've been meaning to watch it as well. Yeah. There's a lot coming out in the next couple of months that we're really keen to review. Yes, there's heaps. But I reckon we should put on our list to get to it. I think so. Also, I wanted to acknowledge... Adam Schlesinger. Yes, Who died, I think, at the start of April, unfortunately. Unfortunately passed. From Um, COVID complications, I believe. Correct, yes. Um, And he was, yeah, an integral creative, I think, particularly with the music. Yes, he wrote so many of the amazing songs. Like, the songs in this show are really, really good. Mm. I also um, wanted to say, (laughs) well done, Emily. Just simply the fact that... um, she didn't know where people in other countries could find it, which felt very on brand for hunting season. So. <laughs> but say so she could be a co-host of the show really at this point. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Kyron. Next, we have Joel also from the Dialogue Options podcast. Hello, Brod and Damask, and uh, hello to all you wonderful hunting seasons listeners out there. This is Joel from the Dialogue Options podcast, uh, and I'm here today to give you my recommendations for quarantine TV viewing. Uh so I've got two different things today, completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Just you'll understand once I get to the end of it, but two really things that I am sort of obsessed with a little bit at the moment. First of all is a children's TV show. Yes, a children's television show has made my must-see TV uh, list. Uh, but you'll under, you might understand if you know, are familiar with this series, and that is called Bluey. Uh, Bluey is an Australian TV series created by Joe Brum uh, and in conjunction with Ludo Studios in Queensland, Australia. And uh, it is the adventures of the titular Bluey, a six-year-old blue healer pup, uh, and her family, and the adventures and games that they get up to. Uh, and it's fantastic. So uh, their family is uh, Bluey, obviously, and then Bingo, uh, Bluey's younger sister, and their parents, Bandit, their father, and Chili, their mother. And this show is... I will, I'm going to say it now. It's the best children's television show ever created. I, I think it is phenomenal what this show does, not only for kids, because uh, it's entertaining and engaging and has a really important message, message behind each episode uh, for children, but also for parents. Uh, and that is the sweet spot when it comes to children's television, movies, whatever. Uh, is If you can get the parents on board, then you're set, basically. Uh, and the reason why I think it's so special is uh, the fam- Bluey's family all play together and they play these wonderful, spectacular, fantastical games together. Uh, that always have some sort of message at, at the end of it, like a you know a moral of the story almost. It seems like it could be a little heavy-handed, but it's really not. Um, and I actually really enjoy sitting down with my wife and talking about particular messages and things that are being 
presented in episodes of Bluey. Uh, there's been times where they've it's made me laugh out loud. There's been times where it has brought me to tears uh, because it is so beautiful and wonderful. Uh, and it's really been great uh, as someone who's a, a new father. Um, it's been really great to sort of see and, and sort of develop and cultivate what kind of parent I want to be. And I have, among other things, but I have Bluey to thank for that. So it's always going to have a special place in my heart. And I, I think... Even if you don't have children, I think it's definitely worth checking out. It's on ABC iView in Australia and I believe on Disney Plus in other places in the world. Um, and, yeah, definitely check that one out as well. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. You greedy bastard getting two in. Uh, we'll start with Bluey, though, quickly before we get to your second recommendation. Mm. Uh, so this is like the little Australian children's show that could. Yeah, The new huge. Wiggles, apparently. Yeah. Um, taking the world by storm, the fact that it went from ABC, uh, what's our national broadcaster, onto Disney Plus internationally is pretty mm-hmm. cool. And I have heard amazing things about it. It sounds, well, the way Joel describes it in terms of, if, you know, uh, inspiring his parenting or the way it affects mm, him emotionally. It's like a reflection practice. Totally. Yeah, which is amazing. But also, I think more and more, I've come to appreciate the power of animation and kids slash family TV to be affecting storytelling. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and Bluey, the more I hear about it, everyone who watches it, Jeff Kanata of mm. the Slash Film Pod- Podcast and of Dungeon Run, he talks about how much he loves this show. Oh, really? He That's and his nice. wife watch it when the ki- before the kids see it. Like a new episode <laughs> comes out, they'll watch it together sort mm. of thing. Um, even friends of mine who are single, childless adults mm. really love this show. I- I'm going to get to it one day for sure. Yeah. Well, I think... Because Joel was saying, you know, it's probably his favourite, he thinks one of the greatest children's TV shows. And I think oftentimes when we're talking about great children's television, we're talking more like, you know, from eight plus, mm-hmm. you know, into the teens with things like Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we've it's been proven that you can make shows that primary audience is directed towards kids and young teens or preteens and teens um but that that it shouldn't stop there that you can actually create um stories for young children that are still really important and resonate with adults as well so the fact that blue is doing that i'm fine i haven't seen a frame i am very interested to watch it and you and i have actually joked before about doing (laughs) a season of bluey on the podcast because so many of our friends now are parents Mm -hmm. um it is the season for it apparently though not for your eye. <laughs> um, no, not really. our cats and our uh, Well, dogs. I have a puppy now, so maybe I will start watching Bluey because it will teach me how to raise a, a dog. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Beautiful, done. <laughs> All right, and Joel's second recommendation. The second recommendation that I have today is a TV show called Dave. Uh, it is on FXX in America. I believe it's also on available on Hulu. Uh, and Dave is the sort of semi-autobiographical story of the... Jewish satirical rapper Lil Dicky. Um, you might have heard some Lil Dicky music going around, especially a couple of years ago. He had a big track with uh, Freaky Friday. Uh, but yeah, he does a lot of like parody and satirical rap. Um, does his own thing most of the time. And this is sort of uh, draws from his own inspirations in his own life about how he became Lil Dicky. And he sort of plays himself, who uh, Little Dicky is also known by his real life name, Dave Burt. Uh, and yeah, it's all about Dave going through life and sort of at the very start of his career and he's about to blow up and starting to make deals and, and you know, work on some new music and, and the exploits and things that he gets up to. I'm bringing this show because I 
Did not expect it to be as good as it was. I was excited to watch it. I thought it'd be just like a fun jaunt. They're half an hour episodes. It's only 10 out there. The last episode just finished. And I think that, yeah, it gave me more than what I was expecting to get out of it. Uh, There are times where I literally laughed out loud at the things that were happening. Uh, There were times where I was confused and very concerned. And there were times where I actually cried. Like there were very emotional moments in some of these episodes. Um, I admit that it might not be for everyone, but I definitely think you should check it out, especially if you're into things like uh, hip-hop and rap, or if you really enjoy watching the show Atlanta, because I think there are some parallels between those two shows, um, whereas Atlanta is a little bit more uh, Twin Peaks weird-esque, uh, particularly in some episodes. Uh, Dave is a little bit more straightforward, um, but there are some poignant moments in there that I think makes it stand out above the rest, and it's definitely worth your time. Uh so yeah, that's my recommendations. Uh, I hope someone out there enjoys my picks. Uh, I, I mean, I did because I picked them. But uh, thanks to Broden Damask for putting on an amazing show and good luck with your Quarren TV viewing. And this is why I love doing this and getting mm-hmm. these recommendations. I've never heard of Dave. I've never it's heard of It's not something that I would have gone to naturally at all. Mm-hmm. Are you swayed by Joel's pitch to watch Dave? Do you think it sounds like a show that I would like? Not really. No, it doesn't. The bit that I mean, the bit that stands out is like he compares it to Atlanta, and we love Atlanta. We do, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Donald Glover is, um, you know, I think talent. a bit of a genius, mm. um, incredibly talented, um, and I think a rare level of talent. Um, I I think in hearing about it, I wonder about the persona and whether it's going to be off-putting to me. I think if it was – I could see almost like Andy Samberg doing this type of thing, like a little dicky – stars. Yeah, that type of thing, which is fine because I'm familiar with Andy Samberg and I find him incredibly charming and he just seems like a really nice guy. Well, that's true or not. That's the impression I have. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know this guy (laughs) and I'll probably – because that world has such like this hyper-masculine – vibe to it i don't know if it'd be my jam i think it's funny because the thing about atlanta that probably drags me in is not the rap scene so much Mm. as it is the twin peaksy weird nature of it and definitely it's discussion of like um the african-american experience Mm -hmm. and so not that like i'm super familiar with that but (laughs) i trust donald glover and those yeah. voices to represent those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And so what's probably missing for me personally from this is I'm not really into hip hop. That's not my scene. Yes. I know Joel is very, very into his music. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the recommendation for somebody who is into yeah. that scene. I can totally see the appeal. Yeah. You and I are those um, weirdos and on the edge of society because we're <laughs> people who don't really care about music. <laughs> it's not TV and film is our thing. Music is not. Um <laughs> So if you're into music, check it out. But I, and obviously Joel is directing this to our audience members and not really us. So yes. check it out. <laughs> check out Dave on the Joel's recommendation. Thank you, Joel. Yeah. I just want to just on the whole thing about not not being super into music. Mm. My girlfriend loves to point out that all the songs I listen to and love are from like TV shows and movies. It's like you just got all these from like soundtracks. I'm like. It's yes. true. It's true. Yep. That's how I found it. And you should also make sure you check out Kyron and Joel's podcast, Dialogue Options. If you enjoy video games and video game talk, they go through the news of the week a lot of the time, reviewing and discussing the games that they've been playing. Hopefully, we've sort of 
discussed the idea of talking, taking a deep dive into Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I finished recently, and I need to offload some of my nerdiness about that on someone. So hopefully I'm going to be maybe featuring on that podcast soon. Rod was that. looking right into my eyes and I stared back <sighs> totally dead inside. <laughs> I just I need to talk to someone about it. Come on, guys, get me on the show. Do. Get me on. Uh, the next recommendation, <laughs> speaking of people who like to make fun of me, is my brother Liam. Oh, cute. Hey, Brod and Damask. It's Liam here from Shit Dates Podcast. I'm also Brod's brother. Um, I'm just here to give my suggestion for quarantine. What's watch during quarantine? So my suggestion is the uh, the comedy, the two-season comedy, Party Down. Um, it goes for about seven and a half hours. The concept of the show is it's a group of wannabe actors living in LA trying to make it big, but at the same time working as caterers to pay the bills. For me, the best thing about the show is basically a jumping off point for some of your favourite actors. So, for instance, you've got Adam Scott, Ken Marino, Ryan Hansen, Martin Starr, Lucy Kaplan, Megan Mullally, and Jane Lynch. They're all part of this great ensemble cast that really brings the funny. Ironically, the show didn't actually get more than two seasons because everyone in the show went off and got bigger roles in television. So, for example, Jane Lynch went and worked on Glee, Lizzie Kaplan worked on Masters of Sex, and Adam Scott moved to Parks and Rec. It's such a fun show to watch. It's full of some of the worst and most self-obsessed characters uh, I've ever seen on TV, but you can tell that everybody had an incredibly fun time making it. It just feels like a bunch of friends hanging out and, and making fun of themselves and the industry that they, they all work in. As you expect, Party Down has some amazing cameos, such as like Kristen Bell, J.K. Simmons, Ken Jeong, and, and George Takei, just to name a few. It's great for isolation because it's it's quite an easy watch. Um, it doesn't take too long to watch as well. So it's not a... You could probably binge it in, in probably one day if you've got nothing else on. And it also doesn't take too much thinking to, to watch. It's... It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen on television. Um, so it's it's available on Stan in Australia. I'm sure it's available on some other streaming services, probably Netflix or something in America or other countries. Um, but that's it. My that's my suggestion. Party down. Like this is a massive, massive hole mm. for me. Like we talk about me not watching The Office US, yeah. right? But this is one <laughs> of those other ones I've been meaning to get to for a long time because I'm surprised of, you haven't watched it. Yeah, because of all the people involved. And Liam told me before he recorded this that he was thinking about doing Party Down. Mm. And I actually encouraged him to do it. And since then, I've, I've watched the pilot. Mm-hmm. And like, how have I missed this in terms of <laughs> Martin Starr, Adam Scott, um, all these people, Jane Lynch, etc., Lizzie Kaplan. Mm. Funnily enough, I just watched, because Lizzie Kaplan's in Mean Girls, right? Yes. Yeah. And like, I would just watch that the Why other night. Why question mark? Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, we just watched that the other night as well. Mm. I was like, oh man, I've just missed this like really important mm-hmm. moment in comedy. That all these people have gone on to do amazing things basically. Yeah. Um, and only 20 episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get to this really soon. Yeah. Well, I've seen it. Yes. Um, and I loved it. It's been actually quite a few years now since I've watched it and I, yeah, I'd forgotten about it. But when I was watching it, I was obsessed mm-hmm. and obviously very upset that it only had two seasons. Mm. Um, it is quite a cynical show. Um, like the characters are pretty, yeah, like Liam was saying, like very self-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't call it like... This isn't one of those heart in your sleeves. This is not no, parts and no, 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 This no. is not The Office yet. Don't Yeah, don't expect that. So it's very cyn- cynical, um, but it is hysterical. Like sure. it is very, very funny. And yeah, like we said, the cast is incredible. Ken Marino is in it and he's one of my favourite um, male comedic actors. Anything he does just makes me laugh. Um, yeah, it's 
it's really good and everyone should watch it. Broad. Yeah, this is like, of all the ones we've talked about here, it's probably the most likely the one I'm going to go home and start yeah. watching and continue watching because I did enjoy the pilot quite a little bit. Mm-hmm. Liam also had some honourable mentions he wanted to stick in there, like Joel decided he can just keep giving us <laughs> suggestions. The privilege of these white men, am I right? <laughs> now, I do have a few notable mentions as well that I'd like to include here. Um, I didn't want to talk about too much, but some of the, the shows I think that a lot of people don't, haven't seen and they really need to be watching. Um, is the the dark comedy um, produced by Jim Carrey. It's called I'm Dying Up Here. It's also available on Stan. It's about um, stand-up comedians in living in LA during the 70s. Um, very dark but very funny. Uh, Bored to Death, uh, starring Jason Schwartzman, Ted Danson, and J- uh, Zach Galifianakis. Um, it's a little bit of an older one. It, I think it finished in like 2011. Um, that one's very funny. It's it's based around a mystery writer who ends up becoming a private detective. Um, very, very funny. And then also Taskmaster, which is a British um, comedy hard to explain British comedy panel show where one comedian Greg Davies gives tasks to five other comedians who then um, have (laughs) a short amount of time to perform these tasks uh, and it's all pre-recorded and they're all battling for a trophy Um, it's it's I don't think I explained it very well it's very funny if you can find it you probably find some stuff online that's it thanks for giving my suggestions Um, and yeah listen to your dates Bye-bye. And you should all listen to uh, Shit Dates Back to Mask. I think your episode has just come out or is about to come out I as well. I think so. Yeah. I saw a promo image, so I assume that means it. <laughs> <laughs> it's around. Yeah, so I believe in my episode of Shit Dates, I was just talking about uh, my first ever date in high school with a boy. Spoilers, it didn't work out. Um, but generally he has people come on and just talk about their worst dates that they've had. So it's very funny, very lighthearted. You should check it out. So this wasn't... Our first date, was it? No, you were not my first date, Brad. I'm sorry. Glad to know I wasn't the shit date. That's also, you never took me out on a date. No, no. <laughs> we just hooked up at parties a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with... Let's start with I'm Dying Up Here. Have you watched I'm Dying Up Here? I haven't. I remember it coming out. Mm. And then I remember reading that um, it's really hard to make a comedy... About comedians, about comedians <laughs> because generally the routines are not funny. Sure. And the review was saying that these routines were not funny. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But I think it's an example of how it can it's, be done. It's still really hard and it's hit and miss. Well, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, that's probably some of the least cringy stand-up I've seen sure. in a show. Oh, bored to death. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to watch that for years. I remember when it was first coming out. And my housemate at the time was watching it. And she was like, you should watch it. You should watch it. And I had every intention of watching it, but I never got around to it. Um, and the cast is amazing. Yeah, it I sounds know. right up my alley. Ted Danson between, like, before The Good Place. I haven't really seen him mm-hmm. in do much stuff. For me, it's Becca before anything because I haven't really I watched Becca. Cheers. It was just one of those shows that was on. So yeah, I'm familiar with Becca. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'm, obviously I love him in The Good Place and... Mm. Uh, that does sound like a show I need to get to. I want to stand by Liam's suggestion of Taskmaster. I've here, never right? heard of that before. So neither I I had heard of it, mm. but this was like the start of quarantine. This is the show that we were watching because Liam and I lived together, mm. and we're pretty big fans of like British panel shows. Mm-hmm. QI, Would I Lie to You, um, uh, what is it? AR Ten Cats, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Yeah, this one is a little bit different than those. So as Liam tried to set up. 
every season, five comedians are brought on, and it's a competition where every week they've pre-recorded these things months in advance. They are given these little tasks, some little, some big, mm-hmm. that are silly, like... What's a good example? This is the hard thing. They're really absurd a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. They're like little brain teaser type things. Like you have to get from here to here, but you can't touch the ground doing it. Or you need to be able to get this ball in that bucket, but you can only use these items sorts of things. Mm. And what it does, it's just a vehicle for these comedians to either show some lateral thinking yeah. or show no thinking whatsoever. <laughs> and ultimately it just creates great comedy. And yeah. then there's they go back to you the studio. You either marvel at the genius or laugh at the yes. absurdity. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the you. way that people manipulate the situation... Mm-hmm. Or or just try and brute force it and it's hilarious in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And so you it's like ten episodes a season a lot of the time. And it's just incredibly fun. They we see them doing the task. It's wonderfully edited together to make like really elevate the comedy of it. And they come back to the studio and they talk about like a panel show and then we move on to the next task and on and on and it goes. And it is I really enjoyed that it. It was really good. It was just really easy watching and mm. we would watch a season over two days basically. Yeah. Just episode after episode after episode. Really enjoyable. Very hard to find in Australia. I think most of it's on Foxtel. And it's Rude. like really tricky to get your hands on. Okay. Um, but like if you're into that British panel show stuff, mm-hmm. this was this was like my quarantine. Oh, that's nice. Like warm blanket. Yeah. It was okay. really fun. Cool. Finally, <gasps> our last recommendation for today comes from listener of the show, GJ Corbin, and their recommendation of black sales. The most important element of a healthy ship is trust. Without it. The ship is doomed. I gave you an order. And what happens when those orders get us killed? Tell me we're not crazy to put ourselves through all of this. If there's anyone who can make it better, it's you. You're lying to them. For their own good. Time and again he gambles with our lives. I'm going to deliver them into something better. This is a potential prize that changes everything. Black Sails is a Stars historical pirate drama from 2014 to 2017. With 38 episodes split into four seasons, the show will take about 41 hours to watch. Set in 16th century Nassau, a less-than-legal pirate paradise, a mix of historical and fictional pirates, did I mention this is a prequel to Treasure Island, fight to maintain their independence from England without dying in the process. If you enjoy the large-scale action and story associated with the likes of Game of Thrones, but wish the writing was a little bit less... shit, then Black Sails is the perfect show for you. Featuring intense, subtle acting, incredible music and cinematography, and absolutely poetic dialogue, Black Sails manages to tell an amazing story while honoring history and adding an unbelievable amount of nuance and emotion to its 137-year-old sequel. While it takes a little while to find its feet thanks to studio pressure to feel more like Game of Thrones and less like itself, by the end of its first season you'll be rooting for pirates, cheering for whores, and ready to experience the masterpiece level seasons to follow. In the US, Black Sails can be found on Stars or Hulu. In the UK, it's included in Amazon Prime, and Australians should be able to find it on Stan. So first of all, GJ. GJ. Props for the amount of production work, value. production value is putting us to shame. <laughs> Congratulations. Also, uh, GJ, I want you to know I am always cheering for whores. So <laughs> there will be no change there. No change. Are you familiar with Black Sails? I like in the periphery, like a vague shadow of a show that apparently existed. But beyond that, no. Um, so I appreciate GJ bringing the mm-hmm. little trailer along as they were reading. Um, I 
grew more and more interested, actually. I think... This is the effect might, of the production value. Yeah. It's like, you've really also, convinced me here, GJ. I've always wanted what GJ's voice sounds like. Uh, yeah. Now I know, and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, we should say, GJ has been great to mm-hmm. talk to online. Yes. They have been like a wonderful person to converse with online have amazing opinions. Recently, they were going through community mm. and giving their... The threads. The Ooh. threads on Community Season 1. Their Season 3 one in particular, I really... Oh, Season 4 one, I really mm. appreciate. So, mm-hmm. thank you for that. Uh, you should yes. find GJ online, actually. I think GJ is going to be starting a podcast soon. Uh, so. They are. I, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> put them out there and just say... But they just, might not be ready to talk know, about that, but anyway. They've got a beautiful voice, and so I will be listening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm actually more interested in watching Black Sails now than I ever have been. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of vibing it, to be honest, which I did not <laughs> I did not see coming. When I heard Black Sails, I was like, good luck. Good luck convincing me to watch that, but you've done a pretty good job. So when we come around to uh, COVID-23 and we're all in isolation again, we do Quarantine TV Guide version two. Mm-hmm. Everybody lift your game. Yeah. <laughs> put some production work into production values because you're probably going to convince us to watch yeah, the show. Shame to all of the people <laughs> who already have podcasts that they wanted to promo. <laughs> Fuck you guys, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be able to check that for sure. Luke Arnold, uh, I think, is the lead or one of the leads in there as well. He's an Australian actor. Ooh, He's a really cool guy too. That. He gets involved with some like video game stuff online. Nice. Um, yeah, you've convinced me, GJ. I'm going to check it yeah. out tonight. I'm well going to watch an episode <laughs> on stand for sure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for your amazing thank recommendations. You, you. Really appreciate everybody uh, participating. I think this is a great way to cap off the Quarantine TV Guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. Thank you very much to everyone who contributed to this mm-hmm. episode. Really, if you ever want to contribute anything at all, if you want to send us voice clips, if you want to send us emails, we love hearing from you. If there's ways we can include on the show, we will. If you ever hear of a show coming up that you're interested in and you want to throw in some questions or your own sort of thoughts on it, please do. We'd love to include that stuff. Mm-hmm. This has been so much fun to do. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. 